Heavenly Father, may the words that are spoken from this pulpit in the course of this year, may the words that are taught in our Sunday school, parochial school, youth ministry program, may the words that are taught and discussed in small groups, may those teachings be acceptable in your sight as they come from your word. And may the meditation of those who are at worship here or online, may the, may the meditation of those in small groups, may the meditations of those in our parochial school, may these likewise be acceptable in your sight as you close our minds to the things that would distract us from the study of your word, from your spirit coming in ways that only he can come. Bless that which occurs in the realm of worship, for it is the most powerful element that we shall have in the entirety of this year. Such things we ask in his name. Amen. Friends, I want to talk about ravens. I want to talk about birds. And I'm looking at First Kings 17. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to King Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I, his prophet, serve, There will be no rain in the next few years, Ahab, except at my word. And then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. He said, leave here immediately, turn east. Go to the Kirith Ravine, east of the Jordan River. You'll drink from the brook there, and I have ordered the ravens to come and feed you. So Elijah did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kirith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and he stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and in the evening the ravens came back, and they brought him bread and meat, and he drank from the brook of Kirith. Birds. But you know, I'm not talking about birds, I'm talking about God, right? I'm talking about God who, who brought the birds. So birds... Uh, the feathers clothe them, and the feathers are their means of transportation. And just so you know, I've worked on my sermon. Okay, I googled some stuff. Are you ready? So birds have nine vertebrae in their necks. Like we have 23, and those tiny little creatures have nine, which is why they can turn their heads like they do. And the owl has three times as many vertebrae in his necks than we have in our body. And that's why he can turn his head 270 degrees. Birds. They have three eyelids. Uh, the second set of eyelids is to moderate the wind uh, that comes into their eyes as they fly. And the third set of eyelids is to moderate the light from the sun as they are flying. Some birds are songbirds, the larks and the robins. Uh, they're nature's orchestra. And other birds are scavenger birds. They help keep the planet clean. There's an incident in the Bible in which God uses birds to effect his purposes. It's in the text that I just read you. The grain crop has been cut off. Famine is in the land. Why? Because Ahab decided as his New Year's resolution that it wasn't enough for the people who worship Jehovah. They needed to be involved with the community and the gods that were around them. So he was imploring the people to start worshiping other gods and let's just kind of ease away from Jehovah a little bit. He won't mind. And Elijah, when he saw what was going on... 
was angered and he came to Ahab many a time and tried to convince him. And Ahab said, I'm king, you're prophet, leave me alone, I'll make decisions. And then Elijah said, there's going to be no rain in the land for three and a half years. And God said, leave immediately before he kills you, Elijah, I have more work for you to do. And as he is by the brook Kirith, he's praying to God, I need my daily bread. You know, it's 500 years before Jesus is going to teach the Lord's Prayer, but Elijah is saying there, hey, God, did you forget me? I'm starving out here. There is no food. And uh, God said, I'll take care of it. And as Elijah is in the midst of his prayer, he looks off in the horizon. He sees a dark cloud. And as he looks at the dark cloud, he's saying, God, you didn't tell me it's going to rain. What's that dark cloud doing out there? And God said, that ain't rain, Elijah. And as the dark cloud comes closer, he realizes it's not rain, it's birds. It's a flock of birds. And he's saying to himself, I know how God's going to answer my prayer. Those birds are quail or they're doves or they're partridge. And God's going to send them. I'm going to take up rocks and I'm going to throw them and there's going to be my food. And as the birds got closer, Elijah caught his breath because they were not partridge, quail or doves. As they got closer, he saw the length of their wings saw the strength of their beaks, he saw the blackness of their color, and he heard the distinctive cry that only a raven or a crow can make. It is not the sound of a lark. It is a loud, harsh call. And when Elijah saw the flock of birds coming to him were ravens, perhaps he, as he was prone to do, perhaps he began to doubt God. God, where are you? What are you thinking? What are you doing here? Where's my food? And the ravens, when they came, they swirled around his head. And as he looked closely, he saw that they had something in their beaks. And they came down and landed on his shoulders and he extended his hand and they went to his hand and one raven delivered bread and one raven delivered meat. And then they flew off and another raven came and they gave him more meat and bread until he had reached his fill. And then they disappeared. And in the evening hour, five o'clock in the evening, here comes another cloud. But Elijah knows what it is this time and the ravens come. For six months he is out there, some say for nine months to a year. He's out there for at least six months and every morning the ravens come. And every evening the ravens come. And you say not possible, and and one says, yeah, very, very possible. Very possible. This is the same God who sent manna every morning and every evening for 38 years. This is the same God. Every morning and every evening the ravens come. And that's the God who's with you. Why did God let this event happen? Because it would happen nine months later. When the brook Kirith dries up, uh, Elijah has to leave. And he goes to a little village about 20 miles away, and that village is Zarephath. And in that village, there's a widow. And uh, Elijah says to the widow, I'm starving to death. 
Can you feed me? She says to him, 1 Kings 17, she says, Elijah, did you tell me that's your name, Elijah? I want you to come into my kitchen. I want you to look in the pot here. That's how much flour I have left. And then I'm going to show you this vessel. I'm going to open the top. I'm going to show you the vessel. That's how much oil I have left. After a year and a half of famine, Elijah, I have enough flour and enough oil to feed myself and my son. And after that, we're going to join my husband in the afterlife because after that, there's nothing left. Elijah, I'd like to feed you, but I can't. Enough for me and my boy. Why did God let the raven event happen? Because Elijah, Elijah said to her, I know God. I don't know if he told her that for six months the ravens came and fed him. I don't know if he shared that with her. But he said, here's what my God can do. If you feed me, there will be enough flour every morning. And there will be enough oil in your vessel every morning to feed you and your boy. But you have to feed me first. And the woman did that. Maybe she had to have heard the story about the ravens and her own faith grew. There had to be some reason she had faith enough in God and in this prophet that she did what she did. And you know what happened after the Zarephath event? You know what happened after that? We're in 1 Kings 18, and Elijah is standing on a mountainside with 850 prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth against him. Is one person against 850. Now how in the world does Elijah have the courage to stand up in front of 850 of his enemies? How does he have the courage? Because of what happened with the ravens. And because of what happened with the widow Zarephath, that's where he has the courage. What happened in 2020 that gives you courage and faith in God for 2021? What happens? Obviously, you didn't shake your fist at him. Obviously, you you didn't say, God, I don't believe in you anymore. Too much suffering in my life, too much suffering in the world. Obviously, you didn't run away from him. You're listening online or you're here in the sanctuary. What happened in 2020 that causes you, as you enter 2021, to say, God, I know that you are with me? What happens? Apostle Paul, if he's preaching today, uh, he would say to you, your physical training is of some value. If that's your New Year's resolution, go after it, man. Okay? Physical training is of some value. Cardio and mind and all all the other stuff. Physical training is of some value, but then he would say, spiritual training is of greater value. It holds promise for this life. And for the life to come. I was at LA Fitness yesterday. Not nearly as many as there used to be on a Saturday. There's this group over there. And as I'm lifting weights, I'm listening to them. And Joe, who I know pretty well, he's saying to the guys, just as I pass by, he's saying, 
I was diagnosed with cancer last week. They said, what type? He said, pancreatic. And he said, I'm scared to death. I got it written down to talk to him in the next couple of weeks. And I go to another part of the gym, and there's a guy there with his buddy. They're lifting weights, and he says, he says, one more, one more month. I've kept the restaurant open. If the village comes and shuts me down, then I'm done. And he says, just so sad. My dad started this business. It's been going for 60 years. And I leave that group, and I go upstairs. And I'm on the treadmill. And the guy won over, and the guy won over from him. They're talking. And he says, been married seven years, gave it my best shot. But uh, the marriage is ending. It breaks my heart. I tried, but it just breaks my heart. I'm there in the gym for one hour and 20 minutes. And there's health. And there's finances. There's relationships. The guy with the pancreatic cancer, he left. He said, I just can't do this. I don't have the strength emotionally to do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. You can have 22-inch biceps. You can run five-minute miles. You can keep your heart rate at 100% for 45 minutes. But when it comes to the circumstances of life, that's what the Apostle Paul meant. Those things don't touch the big picture. Our Lord does. I know all three of those guys. And over these next couple of weeks, I'm going to say to each of them, I overheard you. And if they're hungry for a preacher man, they'll have him. And if they're hungry or thirsty for some promise that there's a higher being watching over them, they'll have it. Do you think there's a situation in your life that's too big for God? I remind you, he sent ravens. I remind you that uh, the guy struck the rock with his staff and water came out. I remind you that he said, you got five loaves and two fish? That's enough. I can feed 10,000. I remind you that when he healed the crippled man, he didn't say, go to Christ's hospital. You need to do therapy for six weeks. You haven't walked for 38 years. He said, get up and walk. And the guy did. I said in a sermon this fall, you limit God. Your faith limits God. Do you understand his power? Do you understand his wisdom? Do you understand his love? Fifty-two times this year... If you're in worship 52 times, at least you'll pray the Lord's Prayer. Okay, it needs to be prayed every day, but 52 times you'll pray the Lord's Prayer. 
And you will ask God for daily bread. You say, man, 2021's come. I need daily bread for this year. And while you're praying for daily bread, you already got your list, right? You already got your list. Dear Lucas, a couple of years ago, when Grandma asked him for his Christmas list, uh, he's got a list, and then he just says, you know, here's the magazine. I've circled everything. You can give me everything in this magazine. What happened if you had children around on Christmas Eve? What happens when they had a list for you and the hoverboard was not there for the four-year-old? What happens? And the cell phone wasn't there for the six-year-old. What happened? Was Christmas ruined? When a child asks for a gift, mom and dad, they intrude with their wisdom. They know what's best for each child. According to their maturity and their personalities, they know what is best. You and I, when we come to God and we ask Him for daily bread in 2021, do we have a list? God, I want that new job and I want it by April the 1st. God, I gotta get into the U of I. Grandma and Grandpa went there and my great grandparents went there and my dad went there. I gotta get into the U of I. God, 2021, give me a break. I need a 29 or a 31 on my ACT test. God, what about a scholarship? You and I, when we pray for daily bread, do we have a mental list? God, here's how I want you to cover it. And if he doesn't, what happens? Here's the deal. When you pray for daily bread, you are praying for one thing. God, your wisdom. You and you alone know what is best for me, for my family, for my loved ones. I am praying for your wisdom. Not going to tell you what to do. I am praying for your wisdom coming into play in my life. Elijah prayed for food. Here comes ravens. He says, thanks a lot, God, until he sees what the raven has. Closing word. Be careful. Be careful. 2021, as you are looking for God, be careful. It's called white providence. It's God coming in the realm of blessings. If you grow close to him, you'll have post-it notes the entire year. This was God, this was God, this was God, this was God. The guy took a U-turn right in front of me yesterday. There's no way I was going to avoid him taking a U-turn right in front of me yesterday. But magically, the car stopped. Okay, so a little post note from Paul Strand. Thank you, God. Crazy drivers out there, right? Posted notes all over the place to remind you that came from God. What did? I had a root canal middle of December. As I'm sitting there in the chair, the dentist said, Reverend, have you ever considered the blessings that come from God? You don't realize it. Your eyesight, Reverend, until it begins to fade. Your hearing, Reverend, until it begins to fade. The fact that you walked in here without a wheelchair, a walker. Right, Reverend? I said, yes. And as he touched the tooth and I jumped out of the chair, he said, Reverend, 
Freedom from pain. Isn't that a blessing from God? Freedom from pain until you have pain and then you realize what a blessing it is. Don't touch that tooth again. Post-it notes. Jesus said it in Matthew 6. When you wake up every morning in the year 2021, seek first the face of God. Not the divorce, not the pancreatic cancer, not the restaurant is going to close. Seek first the face of God. And say, God, you know what my daily bread is meant to be. Might it be, for those three I mentioned at the gym, might it be that God will speak through some servant, perhaps myself, and that they will know, they will come to know Him. And the thing that will have brought them to Him is not good health, not successful business, not a great relationship with someone. What will have brought them to Him is black providence. It's called the trials of life, in which if we do not end up shaking our fist at God and walking away from him, we will cling to him. White providence, you don't get to know God very well because the roots don't sink deep into those blessings. But when the ravens come, your roots sink so deep into God that you're never the same. God be with Paul Strand and those that I love in 2021. And God be with each of you and those that you love in 2021. Your resolution and mine to get to know him better. Our peace, our strength, our hope, our salvation comes from him. In our Savior's name, amen. Heavenly Father, why would you throw a story about ravens in the Bible? Same reason you threw a story in there about Jonah being swallowed by the whale. It's always your purposes, Lord. It's always the resources that you use. And it's always tied in with the extraordinary power, love, and wisdom that you direct to each of us as if the, we were the only person on this planet. May there never be a moment, may there never be a circumstance in 2021 in which we do not realize your presence, your peace, and your strength. In our Savior's name, amen.